I heard it said one time there are two basic kinds of prayers. One is help me, help me, help me. And one is thank you, thank you, thank you. And just about all our prayers are combinations of those. So thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for all the people who are here today to share this with us. Thank you, Sandy and Carl, for sharing this day with us as well. Um, we have a special service today. Um, so let us, let's begin with the announcements. And do we have any new guests here today? First time people visiting with us would be so bold to let us know. We have a pamphlet that says who we are and what we do. We have some here, Larry. Uh, thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoy your experience with us as we worship God together. Uh, we have a sign-up book for readers and ushers. They're in the back. We're always looking for more people to volunteer with worship. Uh, so see Charlie. Um, he's back there in the white suit. Um, if, you, if, you're, if you have any questions about this. Um... In the insert that you got in the bulletins, they have a lot of dates printed in there. You know, bring those all to your attention. But this week, what was going on, we have a busy week. Today, we're going to have a reception at luncheon afterwards for Carl and Sandy um, after their marriage. Um, Merry Widows luncheon is on Monday at the Oasis Coffee Cafe, Little Road and Embassy is at 12 o'clock. Tuesday, church council is at 7 p.m. Friday, there's going to be a labyrinth workshop, and there's a sign-up sheet, but if you haven't signed up, please come. And if you don't know what the labyrinth is, come. It's a way of being intentional about encountering God. La yesterday, I went to the Vitality Workshop, and the woman there I hadn't seen for a while, she goes, you know, you used to talk to me about you heard God say this, and you heard God say that, and I never really believed you until she heard God speak. And this is one of those places that we, we intentionally put ourselves into position to listen for God. So please come. There's no cost. It's going to be Friday at 10 o'clock in Kyle Hall. Uh, Friday is also in the evening. There'll be karaoke. Saturday is a music jam in Kyle Hall. Next Sunday will be the covered dish luncheon after worship. Um, if you want information about the Lifeline screening, which will be held on September 6th in Kyle Hall. It's in the table, the little coffee table in the back of the, nar in the narthex where you come in. Um, there's, there's sheets there. A um, couple things to keep in our prayers. Claire Lex, um, she was taken to North Bay Hospital on Friday afternoon after a fall in her home. Keep her in her prayers. I understand she's coming home Tuesday, and then she needs to be bedrid in bed for a while. And that's going to be the challenge for her, I understand. So keep Claire in prayer so she can stay in bed. Um, Mike and Jan McCoy, the family that's having several issues, they had been here in the past, and Lyra was in touch with them this week, so we're asking that we keep them in prayers. Are there other announcements for the good of the family? Yes, Chris. See what happens when you cut your fingernails? Good morning. I just wanted to let you know, remind you the covered dish is next week. We had to move it, and that's fine. I'll be sending around the clipboard. Put your favorite food, 
join us. It's a wonderful time. It's fellowship, it's music, it's food, and we'd love to have you come and join us. So I'll send one down each aisle, and hopefully the choir got theirs. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Chris. Any other announcements for the good of the family today? All right. Being none, I invite you to stand, and let's begin our worship. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God who greets us in this and every season, whose word never fails, whose promise is sure. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of our neighbors. Merciful God, we confess that we have sinned. We have hurt our community. We have squandered your blessings. We have hoarded your bounty. In the name of Jesus, forgive us and grant us your mercy. Righteous God, we confess that we have sinned. We have failed to be honest. We have lacked the courage to speak. We have spoken falsely. In the name of Jesus, forgive us and grant us your mercy. God is a cup of cold water when we thirst. God offers boundless grace when we fail. Claim the gift of God's mercy. You are freed and forgiven in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Please join me in praying the prayer of the day. God of all peoples, your arms reach out to embrace all those who call upon you. Teach us as disciples of your Son to love the world with compassion and constancy, that your name may be known throughout the earth through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Please be seated. A reading from Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, maintain justice and do what is right, for soon my salvation will come and my deliverance be revealed. And the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord to minister to him, to love the name of the Lord and to be his servants, all who keep the Sabbath and do not profane it and hold fast my covenant, these I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. Thus says the Lord God, who gathers the outcasts of Israel. I will gather others to them besides those already gathered. The word of the Lord. Let us read responsively Psalm 67. May God be merciful to us and bless us. May the light of God's face shine upon us. Let your way be known upon earth. Your other nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you judge the peoples with equity and guide all the nations on earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has brought forth its increase. God, our own God, has blessed us. May God give us blessing, and may all the ends of the earth stand in awe. A reading from Romans. Paul writes, I ask then, has God rejected his people? By no means. I myself am an Israelite. A, a descendant of Abraham, a member of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Just as you were once disobedience to God, but now have received mercy because of their disobedience. So they have now been disobedient in order that by the mercy shown to you, they too may now receive mercy. For God has imprisoned all in disobedience, so that he may be merciful to all. The word of the Lord.
The Holy Gospel according to John, the second chapter. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it had come from, although the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves the good wine first and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs, in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory and the disciples and his disciples believed in him. After this, they went down to Capernaum with his mother and his brothers and his disciples and remained there a few days. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, o Christ. Please be seated. I want to thank Jeff for filling in last week and bringing that nice little picture, picture uh, talk about his experience in Syria and emphasizing that often I speak of the Bible in the term of truth and fact, where I try to recommend that we stop reading scripture so much looking for facts and instead try to read it for truth. But it is delightful, as Jeff pointed out, when the facts coincide with the truth. And as he showed pictures of Syria, and it's his experience of seeing places and hearing names as they are in the Bible and saying, this really did happen. A lot of this is fact. Well, I also recently, this past spring, experienced a lot of that intersection of truth and fact. When Marjorie and I were in the Holy Land touring around. And one of the places we went to was Cana. Um, and in Cana, they had planned this uh, renewal of wedding vows for all the people who wanted to participate who were part of the group that we were on. Now, I'd asked Marjorie before, would you like to renew our vows? We had been on a trip previously where we were on a ship in the Aegean and we were touring Greece and we had friends with us who were both ordained ministers and I said, we could renew our vows either at sunrise or at sunset overlooking the Aegean and Ron and Susie could perform the ceremony with us. And she thought about it and she says, no, nah, I don't need to do that. See, the truth is I'm probably the more romantic of the two partners. Um, 
believe it or not. So when we had this opportunity in Cana, it was kind of like peer pressure. Well, do we, well, you didn't want to do it when it was just going to be you and I. You want to do it as part of a big group? Well, she not really. I said, but we gave in, and we renewed our vows in the church that is built over the site that they expect where Jesus blessed the water and turned it into wine. And it was very moving, which surprised me. Because while I thought it was just going to be one of those perfunctory things, holding Marjorie's hands and gazing into her eyes and repeating whatever words they had to say, because I don't remember what they were, but I remember my thoughts and impressions. I remember looking to her eyes and thinking, it's been over 20 years we've been together sharing good times and bad times. We, We struggled, we've celebrated, we've traveled, We've enjoyed weddings and ordinations and graduations and all sorts of other celebrations together. And it was really quite moving there in this place of Jesus' first miracle to reclaim our vows, to restate our vows, to restate our commitment to one another. And even the less romantic partner of the doer had to admit, boy, that was really meaningful. What was it like for you? I said, yeah, I felt like a newlywed. Um, Now, there's a lot of images that we can take out of this gospel reading. There is the image of the mother, Jesus' mother, kind of pushing him out there, saying it's time to start your ministry. And I'm not ready yet, Mom. But he did what his mother pressured him to do. Well, she said to the servants, do what he tells you to do. She didn't leave him any option. Um, There's also the idea that the wedding couple, the bridegroom and the bride, would be kind of getting off to a bad start when they ran out of wine at their wedding. I mean, you don't do that at a wedding. You're having this big celebration. You're serving this uh, tremendous meal, and you're serving this beverage of celebration. And running out in the midst of the celebration, we don't know why. We don't know if it was a hot day and the guests were drinking a lot, or they had a lot more people than they expected, because in those days, a wedding was the whole town was invited. And then all the guests from outlying towns would end up invited. And it was a big celebration, so maybe the celebration turned out bigger than they expected. We do not know. But we do know that if they'd run out of wine, that would have been a sign of problems to come. Then there is this idea that the containers that they used were for washing. Yeah, the Jewish rites of purification. There were big stone jars, and I saw one of what these stone jars are. The big stone vessels, they stood about this high, and they were about that big, and they would fill those waters because there was a lot of rules within Judaism about washing, washing hands, washing feet, washing utensils, and that's what these jars were for, for water to be washed in. And the story that you can take out of that. But the one that came to me while I was gazing into my beloved eyes was the idea of water to wine. See, 
I got married at a time, or the second time, which I didn't expect it. I had recently gotten divorced. I figured that because of the, my path of life and having a bunch of kids that I was caring for, and between going to school and working, I wasn't going to have time to date, let alone get involved in a relationship. Besides, I thought, very honestly, you don't have a really good track record when it comes to relationships, so maybe you just need to, that's for another person for another time, and forget about it. Water is one of the three things that we need to live. We need air, we need water, and we need food, sustenance. We need those three things to live, to exist, to survive. And what's the adage? Three minutes without air, three days without water, or three weeks without food will bring demise, will bring death. That life that I was looking forward to lead was a life of water. Yes, I would exist. I would have what I needed. I would, I would be able to live and fulfill my duties as a human being, answer my call to God. Water was fine. You don't need wine. But what does wine do? Well, it's sweeter. It's so much more delightful than drinking water, unless you drink too much like I did. Um, it's also somewhat intoxicating, which is quite can be in limited amounts, very pleasurable. It is a beverage, even in those days, it was a beverage of celebration because the common everyday drink beyond water would have been some sort of a beer. Wine was reserved for special occasions. And when you poured wine at a special occasion, you better make sure you have enough for everybody to drink their fill. Jesus' miracle, and while we can discuss all the other stuff, Jesus' miracle that day was Jesus took what would have been very ordinary existing and converted it to a life of planet and joy and celebration. Changing simple water, which we need to exist, which they were going to use to wash, changing it into not just wine, but fine wine, good wine, the better wine. Why would you save the better wine for after everybody's already drunk? Because maybe that's what the gospel is rooted in. For those of us, and I know there's a number of us here who are celebrating a second relationship in our life, the new wine of our life, um, and whether that became because a marriage fell apart or somebody passed on before us. We don't expect to find that again. And when we do find it again, it is like going from drinking water to drinking wine. But for even those who aren't there, even those who haven't found that or discovered that, that's what the gospel is. That's what the promise to Christ the death and the resurrection. That's what grace of God is all about. Because we can embrace that love of God, because we can embrace that forgiveness that pours upon us like a waterfall constantly, then we are free to live a life of existing and trying to make up for our, down, our, our shortcomings, for our downfall, for our misspent youth. Believe me, I have a misspent youth. We're freed from that. 
We're free to celebrate each day of our life in joy, in love, in fulfillment. This is the gospel. This is water existence to wine, an existence full of joy. What a blessing, and thank you for sharing your moment of water to wine with all of us here. The gospel I don't have to preach. Amen. good song for any he played this one for me I said this is it perfect thank you George thank you
Now you two. Now would you prefer Sandy or Sandra? Okay, good. That's what I thought. Dear friends, we have come together in the presence of God to witness the marriage of Sandy and Carl, to surround them with our prayers and to share in their joy. The scriptures teach us that the bond and covenant of marriage is a gift of God in which a man and a woman are joined as one, an image of the union of Christ and the church. As Sandy and Carl make their promises to each other today, we remember that at Cana in Galilee, our Lord Jesus Christ made the wedding feast a sign of God's reign of love. Let us enter into this celebration confident that through the Holy Spirit, Christ is present with us now also. We pray that this couple may fulfill God's promise for the whole of their lives. Now, Sandy, will you have Carl to be your husband, to live together in the covenant of marriage? Will you love him, comfort him, honor him, and keep him in sickness and health, forsaking all others? Be faithful to him as long as you both shall live? I will, yeah. And how about you, Carl? Will you have Sandy to be your wife, to live together in the covenant of marriage? Will you love her, comfort her? honor her and keep her in sickness and in health and forsaking all others. Be faithful to her as long as you both shall live. Okay. I notice there's family members here. Okay. Will you, the families of Sandy and Carl, give your love and blessing to this new unity, this new family? If you say, you say, respond, we will. Okay. And how about the congregation now? Will you, by God's grace, uphold and care for Sandy and Carl in their life together? We will. We will. Yeah, see, it's a community thing. We celebrate together. Let us pray. Gracious God, you sent your son, Jesus Christ, into the world to reveal your love to all people. Enrich Sandy and Carl with every good gift that their life together may shore forth your love and grant that at last we may all celebrate with Christ the marriage feast that has no end. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now you get to take your vows so and face each other and hold each other's hands. Carl, repeat after me. In the presence of God, God and this community, I, Carl, take you, Sandy, to be my wife, to have and to hold from this, from this day forward in joy and in sorrow, in plenty and in want, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish as long as we both shall live. This is my solemn vow. Okay, Sandy, it's your turn. In the presence of God and this community, I, Sandy, take you, Carl, to be my husband, 
to have and to hold from this day forward in joy and in sorrow, in plenty and in want, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish as long as we both shall live. This is my solemn vow. Okay, I understand there's some rings. Okay. You place that on her finger. And repeat after me, Sandy. Sandy. I give you this ring, you this ring. As, a as a symbol of my vow. With all that I am, all that I am and, all that I have, and all that I have, I honor you, I honor you. in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay. Okay. You have to meet Carl. I give you this ring as a symbol of my vow with all that I am and all that I have. I honor you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Sandy and Carl, by their promises before God, and in the presence of this assembly, have joined themselves to one another as husband and wife. Those to whom God has joined together, let no one separate. Everybody repeat, Amen. Amen. And thanks be to God. Most gracious God, we give you thanks for your tender most love in sending Jesus Christ to come among us, to be born of a human mother and to endure the cross for our sake that we may have abundance of life. By the power of your Holy Spirit, pour out the abundance of your blessings on Sandy and Carl, defend them from every enemy, lead them into all peace, let the let your love be a seal upon their hearts and a mantle about their shoulders and a crown upon their foreheads. Bless them so that lives together may bear witness to your love. Bless them in their work and in their companionship, in their sleeping, in their waking, in their joys and in their sorrows, in their life and in their death. Finally, in your mercy, bring them to that table where all your saints feast forever in your heavenly home through Jesus Christ our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever, and let the people say, Amen. Amen. I want to introduce our new couple, Sandy and Carl. You can return to your seats, and we are going to continue with our prayers. Send us thoughts, send us hearts. 
Please be seated. For those who are our guests today or are not familiar with how we do things, you'll notice in the bulletin we have a whole print list of prayers. They're great prayers. Uh, I invite you to take them home and use them this week. I've had many people say, when I go to pray, I don't know what to pray. Well, these are great words to use when you pray. But I find and I feel that when we have prayers coming from an assembled body, we need to hear of that prayers of those assembled body. The prayers of the people need to be the people that are gathered on the occasion to pray. So we have divided these prayers up into two categories, those things that which you are joyful or about and celebrating in our lives, and we want to raise that up for us to also praise in thanks and gratefulness to God for those blessings. We also then go to those things that we are concerned about, those people, places, situations that we have been praying for. And we lift them up so that the rest of the community then can remember them in their prayers. And even if you don't remember the name when you're praying, say, God, when that woman stood up and mentioned that person who was having an operation, I want to pray for them because God knows who you're praying for. So we have joys that we want to share today. Who wants to be bold and share a joy? Pastor, I have a joy. Yes. I just want to say I see a few new visitors today, and I am very joyous that they have joined us today. That's, that's always a joy. Sandy. And my joy today is first I'm thankful that through our friends, Martha and Lou, that we have joined this church, and we have so many friends here, and we thank you all for being here today on our special day. And I, and I said it earlier, it's a joy, because when I asked, can you, would you like to have this kind of private, you know, or would you like to do it during the service? He said, oh, no, we want to do it during the service. And that is so appropriate, and thank you for doing that. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yes, Virginia. On behalf of all of us at King of Kings, including Pastor, we... Welcome our newly wed couple, and we're so joyful to have been a part of it. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Other joys that we want to celebrate? Normally, I have a young person run this around for me, but I don't, we have guests here today. I don't want to put them to work right away. Next time I see you, though, I'll put you to work. And you're welcome back another time. And work is not hard. Okay, how about concerns? Are there things that we are lifting up in prayer? I just want everyone to know and pray for him. Bob is in the hospital. Oh. Uh, he had a valve leak in the heart, which they have uh, sewn up or whatever they have to do. Um, he has a little bit of body issues that he needs to get cleared up, but he's doing well. Uh, he's at uh, Bayonet Point Hospital, okay. but I believe he will be release, released sometime this week because he's doing well. Okay, thank you for the update on Bob. Other concerns that we wish to lift up today? We lifted up um, Claire already, and we would keep Claire in our prayers, that especially when she goes home and she's told to stay in bed, that she will stay in bed. Sometimes that's the hardest thing, is allowing our body to recover. And we're also lifting up Jan and Mike McCoy, who used to be here, and apparently Larry was filling me in on a bunch of things that were going on. 
in their lives. Any other concerns that we want to lift up today? Yes. You have a microphone. I'd like to uh, lift a concern for the, um, all the lives that were lost in Hawaii and the horrible devastation of the fires. Yes, by all means. And while we're lifting up concerns of the grand nature, um, the people of Western Mexico and Calif Southern California, as they're facing a storm that they have not seen for ever. So living in Florida, you know what a big storm is. And yes, so lift them in prayers as well. Other, other concerns that we want to lift up? Then let us pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the different ways that we've been able to celebrate here. Whether it was, it was a couple weeks ago, we celebrated the ability to be your kingdom, Lord, to those of our neighbors, and we provided backpacks. 60, I think, was the number, Lord. It was such a blessing. We thank you for today and the blessing of a new relationship. Being married in your eyes, what a gift, what an honor for us to be part of, Lord. And we ask you to bless Sandy and Carl in all the days ahead. Lord, we lift up those people in concerns, especially Bob Kelly, as he's been struggling for a while. We lift up the, that he gets the care and he's able to go home and he is able to live a full life in this. Lord, we, we lift up the people in Hawaii, in Maui, who will face the devastation of fire, as well as we lift up those on the West Coast, Baja and California, as they are facing a storm of historic proportions. Lord, as our state comes further and further into the season, and we all know who live here what the season is, we ask that you keep us safe, that you show benevolence, and let the storms pass by us, Lord. Let them stay out in the, into the ocean, Lord, and head north and dissipate, not over anybody's land, Lord. We pray all this trusting and hoping in the goodness of your son and the forgiveness of the gospel. We pray all this in Jesus' name and let the people say, Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. And also with you. Let us share a sign of Christ's peace with one another.
Let us pray the offering prayer as one voice. God of field and forest, sea and sky, you are the giver of all good things. Sustain us with these gifts of your creation and multiply your graciousness in us that the world may be fed with your love through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. It is right to let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, O almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death in the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so, with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. On Jesus' last night, having a meal with those who were closest to him, his friends and his followers, the night before he was going to face death on the cross, he said to his disciples when he lifted up the bread, this is my body. Take and eat of it, all of you, for in this I give myself to you and I ask you to do it, to always remember me. In that same night, he also took up the cup, a cup of wine, and he offered it for all to drink, saying, in this cup is the promise from God eternal that all sins are forgiven, no exceptions. When we do this, we not just join with those here in this room, but we join with all the people throughout the world who do this, both those who've gone before us and those who will come after us. And we do this, remembering our Savior. Let the people say, Amen. Amen. Now let us speak together, boldly, the words that we were taught by Jesus to say. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
all are invited to this communion table. When you are instructed by the usher to come forward, you'll be handed a piece of bread, which you can then dip or intinct into either cup. The cup with the dark liquid contains wine. The cup with the light liquid contains grape juice. Uh, if you are still nervous about germs, that's all right. We have individual servings set up in the back that rather than coming forward, you can go back and get your own. If you want to receive the bread and the cup but are not able to come forward, then just raise your hand at the end. I'll ask if anybody else wants to receive, and it will be brought to you. Because God always comes to us. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Want them to receive communion yet? You put their hand out, I'm going to put a piece of bread in it, okay? But if you, rather than not to receive, have them come forward anyway and just cross their arms, and I will give them a blessing.
Let us pray the communion prayer as one voice. We thank you, generous God, for the refreshment we have received at your banquet table. Thones now to spread your generosity into the world through the one who made us our dearest treasure, Jesus Christ, Savior and Lord. Amen. And the God that calls us across the cosmos, the God who will constantly change the ordinary water of our lives into the joyous celebration of wine, bless, keep, and sustain you now and to the end of the age. Amen. Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful, in your streams of abundant flow. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name when I found in that desert place.
Share the harvest.